All right, and welcome back to another episode of Who's Lifting Today? I genuinely think this is going to be one of the most important podcast episodes that I have ever done. Um, I think this relates to pretty much everybody who gets their information online for fitness. Um, this is not just a fitness problem, but I'm going to be talking about it in the scope of fitness, and that is misinformation online. And I've been online for three and a half years, four years. I've helped hundreds of women become stronger at this point. Like thousands of people have like taken my content and, you know, used that content to help become stronger. Like I've, I've been around for a while now. And I have to say that the fitness world has a lot of misinformation that exists. Now, this is not just uh, a problem in fitness. Like this is a problem with pretty much um, if you get information online, like misinformation is a major issue, but I'm going to be talking about it in the scope of fitness because there is so much bad information online. And when I say bad, I don't mean like, oh, you know, they disagree with me, but they have their own points and, you know, we, to, to each their own. It's like, wow, this is like fundamentally not good. This is really bad information. And if someone were actually to act on this, that like, this would be problematic to their results. And I'm not trying to use this to like scare anybody. Cause I'm going to give you some tips on like how to spot it, but I think it's something that we need to talk about. And the fitness world has had a lot of information, misinformation for a while now, even before like social media. And there's like a few reasons for that. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I think this is like the biggest threat we have um, I think misinformation is one of the biggest threats we have to society right now. I'm going to make like a really bold claim there, but I think in the fitness world, this is probably one of the biggest issues that we have is just information that is not backed by really anything, but is said by incredibly charismatic people. So this episode is going to be about like how to, why there is so much misinformation. Cause I think like that's an important thing to note as well as you know, ways that you can spot it for yourself. Because I think like, I don't want this just to all be like doom and gloom. I would like you to have the tools to realize when misinformation exists, um, when you see it on your page so that you can avoid it and then go from there. Because, you know, I don't want you focusing your training journey on just truly incorrect information. Um, if you have any questions about this, because I'm assuming I get some comments after about this podcast, um, there is an Instagram podcast page called at who's lifting today podcast. Um, you know, give it a follow, send me a message. I'm checking that every day. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of questions about this. And if you think you've spotted misinformation online, send me the content and I will absolutely let you know that like, Oh yeah, like this is, this is not okay or okay. And then go from there. Um, so the first question is like, why does it exist so much in the fitness world specifically? Um, the first one is that personal training has had a low barrier to entry for a long time now. Um, so for anybody who is unfamiliar with how to become a personal trainer, there are people who like myself, who like went and got degrees and like got like, you know, more difficult training certifications and are constantly educating. And there's a lot of people who do that and that's great. So I'm not here to say like all personal training is bad. I'm a personal trainer. I think, I think personal training is great, but not everyone does that. Um, there are training certifications that you can get in a weekend and are basically like, if you pay the money, like they will certify you at the end. Like there really isn't like a test to your knowledge. And on top of that, as far as the online world goes, a lot of these people have literally no qualifications in personal training. Like if you were to like put down like under resume, like what are the, what are their qualifications? 
The answer is like basically none. Um, or it is like just their own personal experience. And I'm going to kind of talk about like why people can't just, you know, if you've been training for like five, six years, why you can't count that as your personal training experience. Um, and then we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So that's the first big problem. And unfortunately, a lot of these people, you would think like, well, if they're not giving out good information, no one's really listening to them online, right? And unfortunately, that's just like not true. There are people, I'm not going to call out names here, but there are people online who have hundreds of thousands of TikTok or Instagram followers, um, very loyal bases that just don't really understand training or anatomy and physiology. And I kind of get the idea that they've never actually trained someone one-on-one, um, but do speak with a lot of confidence, which is like so unfortunate because they're very good at selling that they know what they're doing. And it's hard to tell that they're spreading misinformation just because um, they're really good at selling their stuff. Um, the second reason uh, why there's so much misinformation is personal trainers aesthetics has been their business card for a long time. Uh, what I mean by that is like, if you're a personal trainer, how fit you are do you have abs are you incredibly muscular like do you have very little body fat on you um has been the business card for personal trainers in a long period of time and i work in a weight neutral sense so like luckily i don't have to care about any of that but a lot of personal trainers still do and i've even had conversations with trainers who are like man if i gain weight like i'm gonna lose money and that's like a that's you know it's, it's not even just that they're upset about gaining weight um they will, did I say losing weight? I meant gaining weight, that they've put on weight that like they'll become less credible in the personal training world. And the reverse of that is also, or I guess the opposite side of that is also true, where we have people who, you know, have abs or have become very muscular. And those people think they know a lot when in reality, those might've just been people who were very genetically gifted. Those were people who, you know, and, and like as a person who's like worked with a bunch of people now, like Genetic talent is a real thing in the strength world. I have worked with women who take six months to a year to get to their 200 pound deadlift. Um, and I've had women who like eight weeks in get to their 200 pound deadlift as an example. Um, totally new lifters. Like there are just some people who in this world pick up weight and it like goes well, just unreal talent. And I think these people who have unreal talent you know, they see their, you know, they see their physique, they see the numbers they're lifting in the gym. And then even though they haven't, you know, trained someone or they, you haven't followed any like real education because of their results, they feel like they really know what they're talking about and will give out and solicit information. Um, it's kind of like a joke online that like someone will go through their like weight loss journey. They'll like lose, you know, 40, 50, 60 pounds. And then they'll like immediately make an Instagram fitness page and start like, telling people how, what to do. Um, and those people are almost like the worst advice because they don't, you know, they know it works for them, but they don't really know what works for other people. And everyone really is different and everyone's genetic potential is different. Everyone can become stronger, but not everyone, if you see someone with an impressive physique, not everyone earned that. Um, some people just, they get into the gym, they lift weights and their body changes immediately, like just pure talent. Um, and I think like, that's a really big problem online is that we really do see these people, you know, they put their physiques online. Um, they're impressive. So we follow them. So we listen to their advice. Cause we kind of assume like, well, they look like that. Like I, I, I could look like that based off of like 
because they've done it and they could show me how they did it so that I can do it. And that's not really how it works. But that is like a problem that's why like, these people probably spread the most misinformation online. And that is really challenging on my end because I'll put out content. Uh, this happens to me a lot on TikTok where I'll put information online and basically someone with abs will come into my comment section and tell me that I don't know what I'm doing. And then when I ask them questions about their training or try to see how much information they know, it's pretty much just like, hey, I have abs, you don't. And that's, you know, kind of the whole idea. And so that's like a really troubling thing is that in the personal training world, we value what a personal trainer looks like a lot and not really like, is there information backed by like real science? And that is something that I try to focus on and something that like, I really try to like be evidence-based as much as I can online. And if there is evidence, I want to like provide it if I can, but, um, this is not really the personal training world works unfortunately so now you know there's why now you know why there's a lot of personal training misinformation uh there's even more details on top of that but those were like the big two that i've noticed that probably affect like when i see something that's like truly bad online um that's usually why so there's a few ways that i want you to be able to tell if there's misinformation or at least a high probability of misinformation the first one is someone who makes a all absolute statement, something like never do this exercise, or this is the perfect exercise for you, or something along those lines where they're either really glorifying one exercise or really demonizing another. Um, the longer that I've been in the training world, the more I realize that like it is pretty rare to find an exercise that is truly bad. That is like, this has no value whatsoever to anybody at any point. That's pretty rare as an exercise. There are definitely exercises that are better than others. But when someone says like, maybe an example of this is like, oh, don't do the knee extension machine. It's bad for your knees. Um, one, that's not true. Or they say like, never do the knee extension machine. Like there are times when the knee extension machine has value to say to never do it is silly. Maybe there are better exercises depending on your goals, your priorities. But if someone's saying like, never do this, or everyone should be doing this exercise, I have yet to find an exercise that is like, truly like, you should all do this. Like, uh, you know, I talk about deadlifts a lot here. And even then there's like exceptions to that, where there are some of my clients who don't deadlift. Um, or the deadlift variation is different. Um, there's like movement patterns that I think are more beneficial than others. I think that's like pretty safe to say at this point, but there's very few exercises that are like, this is a absolute waste of time and has like no value whatsoever. So if you're seeing someone, you know, really glorify one kind of exercise or demonize another kind of exercise, that's not nuanced enough. That's not like really how it works. Every exercise has their place. The only exception to this might be if you see something that's like, kind of like a stunt. I would give like an example where like on, you know, on social media, sometimes I see things like someone is backflipping off a bench while moving into a Bulgarian split squat on a BOSU ball, like something that like is really intricate that way. Um, to the point where it's like, okay, this is, this is, you know, this is impressive, but is this like training? Probably not. But as far as like types of squats or deadlifts or like within the normal range of exercises, um, all of those can have their value for different people. There are better exercises for certain people. Like you can pick better exercises, but um, other than those like really insane stunts that you see online, um, 
most exercises can find a place somewhere. Uh, the second is pretty much any like fear mongering statements, um, followed by them being the only ones with the solution. So I think there is a lot of like, you know, this exercise will hurt you. If you don't train like this, you're going to lose all your results. Um, this is especially true in the nutrition world, which we're not going to touch it. We'll touch on a little bit where the nutrition world, there's a ton of claims made about like, if you eat this food, like you will get like this disease or you will die earlier, things like that. The nutrition world honestly, like is way worse than like most, I, I, in my opinion, it's worse than the fitness world, um, for misinformation, but that's like a whole other topic. And I might bring a guest on just to like discuss that. And if you want to learn more about that, actually, um, I had a podcast with Adrian Herg, who, um, we talked about that misinformation in the nutrition world. So if you want to learn more about that, I highly encourage you to check out that, that, uh, that episode. Um, but yeah, so fear mongering statements that are like, if you don't do this, like you will fail. Like that's, there's a lot of different ways to train. Like there's different styles or different variations. You don't need to do exactly what that person does. Um, and someone telling you, like, if you don't do this my way, you will fail is kind of a sign that that person doesn't understand the nuances of training or they do, but they're just trying to make you feel terrible and scared so that you buy their thing anyways. There's like a lot of that that exists online, unfortunately. Um, so anybody who's like, you know, if you don't do this, um, you're not going to succeed. Um, know that like there's lots of options that exist out there and you should pick like the right option for you. Um, so yeah, fear mongering statements is usually a good sign that there's like a little bit of misinformation there. The third one, and we kind of touched on this a little bit is no explanation on why something works. No, like they don't go into the anatomy or physiology, or if you ask them a question, they can't really dive into deeper, but they'll do the classic, like, here's my body now buy my coaching. And, um, the more that I'm online, the more that I realize this is literally the selling point where like, and you guys can see it too. Like you'll see it in posts where person shows their physique shows three exercises they're doing shows their physique at the end by my coaching. That's like the, like that script is so, so common and it's like unreal how like little information they actually shared. And the explanation is literally like, see these abs, like obviously I know what I'm doing, which we talked about earlier. Like not everyone with abs knows what they're doing. There's a lot of people who don't know what they're doing online, um, that have abs, unfortunately. So that's going to be one thing that I think is, you know, watch out for that. And like, I really want you to like, look out for it. Cause there's like definitely a thing you see this a lot in like what I eat in a day posts as well, that like, it'll start with like a body check, like see, see how lean I am now. Like here's all the foods that I have that like, um, yeah, you really got to watch out for that one as well. Um, the fourth one, if you're like unsure, um, I think it's important and they don't give an explanation on like why they're giving the information they're giving, message them and ask. Um, if they're like a mid-size to lower size content creator, chances are they're pretty good about their DMs. Even larger size content creators usually can respond. They might just take a little bit longer because if you have 400,000 followers, you might get like dozens to hundreds of emails a day or messages a day. It might just take a while to get back to you, but some are pretty good about it as well. So, but I think if you have the option, like if you're like, I'm not sure about this, I don't know if this, like, I have a question about this. Don't go in there and say like, Hey, are you spreading misinformation? Cause like, you know, they're not going to get back to you whether they are or not. Um, but you know, message them and ask questions and ask for an elaboration. And I think if they're, you know, one of the challenges with content 
Now, with the exceptions of podcasts, is it's very short form. So if you, you know, we can only give so much details in like 20 to 30 seconds. Um, it's hard to explain fully why I'm doing what I'm doing in like a 20 second Instagram post or TikTok as an example. But you should be able to ask questions. You should be able to like, you know, I encourage people to do this on the pages that I run, you know, on my Instagram at Training Strong Women or my podcast Instagram page at Who's Lifting Today Podcast. Um, I encourage you to ask questions. Like, you know, I don't want this to just be like, take my word for it. I really try to back up as much as I can on the information that I give, how I came to these conclusions, and I don't put out content that I can't back up in some kind of way. And I think that, you know, if you have the option to message them and ask for clarifications, like, oh, I saw that you picked this exercise. Like, why would I do this as opposed to like a different exercise? And if they don't really have like a thorough answer or you feel like the answer is not good, um, I think that's like a sign that like there might be a little bit of misinformation there. Those were the big points that I think I can see. If you're unsure if there's misinformation, those are like the big red flags that I think that I've noticed online. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you're unsure, like, hey, this person posted this. Like, do you think this is true or not? Um, I'm happy to go over that with you and like make sure that like the information you're following is justified. I don't want to use this as like a scare tactic um, or as like a, you know, I don't want you to like look at Instagram and be like, it's all worthless. Like there's really good information out there. There's lots of good free information out there. Like people are evidence-based in the personal training world. Um, but there is a lot that isn't. And I just want you to be aware of that. And if something sounds too good to be true or something is too extreme on one direction, I would... I, I would question that almost like immediately if someone makes any like very extreme or aggressive statements. So I hope this was helpful. I really do think this is like probably the biggest challenge we have in the fitness world right now. Um, at least as far as online fitness goes and actually you know what? No, both fitness online and in person have this problem of uh, online is just worse. But I think this is one of the challenges that like as a trainer myself, like we're going to have to resolve as the years go on, because I think personal training can help a lot of people. We can make a lot of people stronger, but we have to make sure they're doing it with like the right information. Let me know your thoughts, but as always, thanks for listening to another episode of who's lifting today.